everyone, it's time for another live look at the astrology. My name is Katie Sweetman, and this is your look at the astrology for May 23rd through 29th, 2022. This is Empowering Astrology, and let me know where you're watching from. If you're watching live, and of course, if you're watching the replay, it's always nice to see where everybody is watching from. I'm sorry we're kind of starting a few minutes late. Um, Actually, I was in Florida this weekend to, to visit some friends. Um, so I'm a little tired, but it's okay. It's Gemini season. It means that we've got probably a little bit more power and motivation than we typically do. However, which is a good segue, uh, we're going to be talking about Mars this week because Mars is actually coming to the end of Pisces uh, today and part of tomorrow. And then it's going to go into Aries on Tuesday, May 24th. And that's going to be a bit of a change. Um, but, you know, even as we're coming into this week, we're actually coming off of last week's Scorpio full moon, which honestly feels like another lifetime at this point, like so much. <laughs> so much happening in just a week. Um, but that Scorpio full moon, if, as you recall, it was an eclipse and it lit up a particular area of your life. And for some of you, you really felt that eclipse energy. But for some of you, it sort of continued into the week. It continued into the weekend, um, especially with the moon in Aquarius. Aquarius a fixed sign. We had the uh, we had the eclipse and fixed signs, and so that, you know, really pay attention to some of the things that were happening this weekend, because it sort of threads back to the Scorpio full moon, it threads back to even the Taurus new moon of April 30th. So even though we are technically out of eclipse season, uh, the eclipses, they are sort of these living moments in time that sort of, in a way, talk about th this time bending and the spiral of time and the energy of time and how things get a little weird at the eclipses things come in and come out and yes we're on the other side of it but we're going to have certain uh points where that energy gets activated in a way you could say march mars i say march mars changing signs this week is one of those triggers because mars is the ruler of the current south node in scorpio and then venus later this week goes into Taurus, more things to talk about. But yeah, no, it's um, really good to, to see you all. I hope you all uh, survived eclipse season. And, and you know, not that eclipse season is inherently bad. Eclipse season just serves a function. It serves a function to, to move along the narrative of our lives and to get us to go into new chapters, to reveal different aspects of our life. But um, Again, my name is Katie Sweetman, um, and I'm with Empowering Astrology, and we gather every week to look at the astrology live. And of course, many of you watch on the replay. I know some of you actually are my client clients who are watching live, but um, I'm uh, an astrologer and psychic medium here in the New York City area. Um, a little quick note about the psychic medium part. Um, they don't always go hand in hand with the astrology, but it just so happens that that's another aspect of what I do. But my work is not to sort of do that sort of like what's going to happen to me predictive psychic mediumship. It's more connecting with your guides. And these are guides that their uh, role is to help you in your spiritual evolution and to help you with your growth. So that's just a little, little side note, a little tangent. But yeah, it's Gemini season this week. And you know, maybe I talked about this a little bit last week. It was so much astrology going on with the Scorpio full moon. But the, the, the sun went into Gemini late last week. I think it was Friday. Um, yeah, it was Friday. And we're in a new season. So we've been in Taurus season for the past four weeks. Now it's Gemini season, Gemini is the third sign of the zodiac so the beauty of taurus is that it teaches us to savor life to to gather things to gather resources to hold on to things because it's a fixed sign and on some levels we need to hold on to things we need to sort of create that sense of anchorage and stability and security but um we can't hold on to things forever and the things that we gather in Taurus, eventually we need to share, we need to exchange, we need to move. And the problem is when, when, when ooh, English hard, when Taurus is blocked, um, we're not giving, we're not sharing, we're not exchanging. We're sort of in that sort of hoarderness. I'm not picking up 
taking on you, Taurus, just that sort of other side of Taurus. But it's sort of this reminder for all of us, even if you aren't a Taurus, that this was this past season was a time for us to work through that energy and work through that archetype. And now we're in Gemini season, very different archetypes. So it takes the resources, it takes the things we gathered in Taurus season, and it shares connects. Uh, Gemini is what's called an air sign. Air needs to move. It needs to exchange. Air is very social. It's about learning, connection. I know I've said that word a few times already. Uh, relationships. Relationships are part of the, the air, what's called triplicity. Uh, the air signs are Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. So Gemini being the first air sign of the zodiac. And it's air in its very raw state. It needs new experiences. And that's you know, what we do in Gemini season. We sort of try everything. We taste, smell, touch, move, do everything. Sometimes things we're not supposed to do. And that sort of brings me to the duality of Gemini. And you have to understand that each sign is sort of teaching us something about life. And there is a duality to life. And there's a du I'm Scorpio. There's a duality to Scorpio. And the, 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 the dark side Scorpio is not so, not so nice, but it, but it serves a function. And so the, this, the other side of Gemini is to sort of teach us about our choices. And we can choose everything. And maybe sometimes we don't choose the things that are best for us. Sort of talks about the polarity of Gemini and Sagittarius, where the wisdom of Sagittarius is built on the discernment of Virgo, which is Gemini's sort of sister sign. They're, they're both ruled by Mercury. So we need that discernment. Without that discernment, without the balance of the Virgo to the Gemini, it's just sort of this compulsive trying things. Nothing really sort of starts to shift or to, to take form. And maybe we don't have that discernment. So just sort of saying this as the, sort of the duality of Gemini. And I think, you know, I, I want to actually defend Gemini because sometimes Gemini gets a little bit of a bad rap, but it's a beautiful sign. It, it sort of teaches us to be curious about life and to move and explore and travel and learn. It's the sign of the mind and communication. But as part of the what's called the triplicity of air, it teaches us about the weighing, you know, Libra scales, the weighing of our choices, which helps us to build wisdom. It's, you know, Saturn and Aquarius, it's, we don't always think of Aquarius as a sign of wisdom, but actually, you know, uh, Sagittarius, Aquarius is 11th sign. It's a little bit of a technical point. But yeah, there's a lot of wisdom in Aquarius, a lot of intelligence in Aquarius. But there is, of course, to every sign, a duality. So that's sort of that, that journey to know more and to build wisdom and knowledge and to build intelligence starts with Gemini. But we need these experiences, this sort of this restless season for us to, to know more, discover more, taste more, touch more, do everything. Um, and there comes a point where, of course, we have to balance all of that out. And that's what will eventually bring us to cancer season. It's like, well, what's the emotional uh, weight and value of all the things that we've been doing over the last four months or last four weeks while, um, while the sun's Gemini? And I think, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm thinking about Mars as well, it's, you know, worthwhile to really be attentive or pay attention to this Gemini season because Mars will go into Gemini, I believe it's August 20, 20th, 24th. I always get the date mixed up with Uranus turning uh, retrograde, so apologies. But it's in August, Mars goes into Gemini and it doesn't leave for eight months. Um, it's going to turn retrograde um, at the very end of October and then turn retrograde and then turn direct on January 12th of 2023 and not leave Gemini until I think it's like March 25th of 2023. So that's going to be a long time with Mars and Gemini. So this idea of choice and curiosity and information and ideas, um, in a way we're getting a little bit of a sneak peek with the Sun and Gemini. This season. Um, so to, to really be aware, because I think when Mars goes into Gemini, there is a bit of an instinct, Mars, desire, Mars, to really do all the Gemini things. But of course, 
the sort of the polarity of Gemini is Sagittarius, it's sort of knowing right and wrong, it's sort of having the wisdom and knowledge, and then the sort of the square with Virgo, which is be, being able to discern, to analyze, to editorialize, um, and that sort of is the, the, the sign that comes before Libra, weighing our options. Um, but that said, as much as air is about information, ideas, and choices, it is a very social sign. So there is a social element to this season. Um, little side note on Gemini season, uh, Mercury, which is the ruler of Gemini, it's presently back in Taurus. Um, as you recall, Mercury's been retrograde for a couple of weeks. I believe it turns direct on June 3rd. So we're not quite getting the full force of Gemini season. So I think that, that you know, sort of that duality that I was just talking about, the fact that we have Mercury retrograde right now, we have Mercury retrograde back into Taurus, where it was, I believe, the end of April of 2022. Um, so we're sort of rewinding back to experiences from late April. Mercury retrograde says that we really need to not be so impulsive or instinctive when we when we make choices, when we use our voice. We need to actually put awareness and consciousness in, um, in all things Mercury right now. And since Mercury is in Taurus, we need to sort of look at the value of things or, or are, are my choices... Um, stable yes slow down Roseanne. good point yeah slow down and enjoy things and not just a sort of mainline life with that sort of you know hyperactive gemini energy but that's i think where we're really having sort of this nice that's why the cosmos always is very interesting it's like when you think you're going to get this really intense hit of something there's always something that's counterbalancing it it's always really uh, intriguing how it happens. So yeah, we have, we have Mercury retrograde for basically half Gemini season. Mercury will turn direct on June 3rd, it'll turn direct in Taurus, it'll turn direct on some eclipse degrees. So I think I said this to you last week, pay attention to what's going on um, in early June, because it's sort of connecting to a lot of different things, especially about this eclipse season. Um, yeah, Saturn also turns direct on June 4th as well. So that's Gemini season. Um, the other big news, as I was alluding to earlier, is that Mars has come to the end of Pisces. So here we are, we're at the astrology for the week of May, it's 23rd, sorry, I woke up at 4 a.m. this morning, May 23rd through 29th, 2022. So Mars is at the very end of Pisces right now. You know, talking about looking back, you know, I was just thinking about how at one point in April we had five planets in Pisces, if you include the moon. I mean, we had a lot of planets in Pisces right now. I feel like the weather, and of course, you know, is a very, uh, very subject, or, you know, my experience here in a very particular part of the world, we had all these plants in Pisces and the weather was like gray and damp and the sort of like rainy, but not rainy. And I was just like, man, like let's just get out of this Pisces energy. Um, and then, you know, you sort of get the heat now that Jupiter's in Aries, for example. But yeah, we had a lot of planets in Pisces and now things are starting to move out of that, you know, sort of pile up of planets that we had just in like, it was like Aquarius and Pisces. You looked at the the chart at the time it's like all the planets were sort of in two or three signs pretty much i mean that's a lot of concentration just a couple areas of one chart it'll be very interesting to see the charts of the children that are born at that time but you know now uh mars is about to leave pisces and go into aries on march march may 24th 2022 where it is right now, it's at the very last degree of the zodiac. So Mars has made this grand voyage through all the zodiac signs and it's reached the very end. And there's this, that last degree is very interesting because, you know, I was talking about Pisces to a friend this weekend. You know, its symbol is the fish. And you have one fish going in one direction and you have one fish going the other direction. And I really think it shows the division between the physical and the non-physical, between spirit, between matter, between the body 
and our spirit. And at the end of life, Pisces does represent the end of a life cycle, the end of a cycle period. You know, which way is the fish going? Like what's going this way? What's going that way? And Pisces being the last mutable, mutable sign does sort of build upon Gemini's um, gathering of information and sort of this you know sense of like well, where are our choices taking us and Mars is about to sort of dive off the diving board um, here at the very last degree of Pisces but I think that this is a day on some level and maybe even to some degree tomorrow um, to reflect on what we've learned and Mars was last in Pisces in May of 2020 June of 2020 so yeah we've We've come sort of full circle. Mars has a two-year cycle. We've come full circle since 2020. But tomorrow, uh, Mars will go into Aries, its home sign, on uh, the 24th of May, 2022, and it gains strength. And it's not to say that Mars doesn't have strength in Pisces. It just has to do things differently. And I feel like every time I talk about that sort of spiritual component and surrender with Pisces, I think sometimes that, you know, sort of hits a button with people. And I think that's, you know, where we're at, at least, you know, before Mars goes into Pisces, sort of this reminder of like the wants and needs and desires of the ego versus the wants and needs and desires of something beyond the ego, whatever you want to call it. You want to call it spirit, you want to call it a higher self, you want to call it source, God, creator. Maybe you don't believe in any of that. But what is beyond you, whatever you call that, and I sort of the sense of that we're coming to the end of this grand cycle, Mars goes into Aries and we leap forward into a new cycle. And Mars has strength in Pisces, we would say it has dignity, and it sort of has a lot of strength in the astrology. So Aries, if you go think back to Aries season, it's about new beginnings, fresh starts, moving forward, taking action, leadership. It's that the, the singularity of Aries. It's the eye. It's the bravery and courage of Aries. And here comes Mars. Mars says, let's go. And sometimes it's, a, it's just a very quick decision with that Aries energy. We don't have to deliberate. And maybe that's what the deliberation was while Mars was in Pisces. Because Mars in Pisces wants to deliberate, it wants to meditate, it wants to reflect, it wants to sort of search itself for the right answer. But Mars and Aries says, let's go. Let's let's do it now. Let's do it yesterday. Let's, let's do it quickly. Um, and Mars, uh, it joins up with Jupiter. And in fact, later this week on the 29th of May, Mars and Jupiter will make something called a conjunction, which means we'll be in the same place in the sky. So we actually talked about, I think it was last week, there's just so much, yeah, so much astrology going on. Um, Jupiter went into, I think it was the week before, actually. Jupiter went into Aries on May 13th. And Jupiter has about a, like a 12-year cycle. Um, but and when it's in Aries, it, it moves a little bit quickly. So it's going to be going in and out of Aries um, throughout this year and into next. But Jupiter, Mars and Jupiter have a sort of an affinity to one another because Mars is desire and action. Jupiter is faith and wisdom and knowledge. And sometimes we need um, that leap of faith. Sometimes we need that sense of conviction. Sometimes we need the Mars to be able to share what we know and what we believe in and what we think our truth is. And of course, there's always a shadow side to Jupiter. It's like, it's my truth. My truth is the only truth. And I think that that's the, the work whenever we deal with Jupiter energy or even Sagittarius energy, that, that, that the sense of truth is something that we, we keep open. It's like, well, this is what I believe, but maybe there are other things out there. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, Jupiter is going to be in Aries until I think the end of October of this year um, before it dips back into Pisces for a little quick trip for two months. But Mars and Jupiter together, together in Aries, Mars gives Jupiter power and strength. And I always think of Jupiter as the start of a grand voyage, sort of a long distance journey, a pilgrimage, a search. Um, a need to look outward into the world or even to physically go on a journey to, to, to head towards in, in, in a new direction. And Jupiter gives us faith, it gives us knowledge, it gives us wisdom, and Mars gives us power. So we're at the start of something. 
this week. Maybe it's not so evident, but um, wherever Jupiter is in your chart, uh, wherever Aries is in your chart, um, we will um, go back, you know, we go sign by sign. Um, that part of your chart is sort of getting this drive, this power, this initiative. So that's where you're sort of setting sail this week. Um, but it's also an area where truth and wisdom and knowledge and faith and conviction um, are all um, you know, big themes for you right now. And I think sometimes we can do beautiful things with Mars and Jupiter. We can sort of do those leaps of faith. We can set off on an adventure, set off on a journey. And this is just to kind of speak very quickly to the shadow side of Mars and Jupiter. Sometimes that we do things and with, with a sense of overconfidence. That's, that's all going to work out. You know, that sort of sometimes blind faith with Jupiter. Um, and maybe we need to sort of temper our blind faith. We need to, maybe this is where Mercury retrograde is helping us out. We need to sort of say, okay, I'm going, but of course I'm going to keep my, my, my feet on the ground. I'm going to be practical and be grounded. Um, another thing that's happening this week is... Venus goes into Taurus. Speaking of Earth energy, Venus goes into Taurus. It leaves Aries, where it's been, um, on uh, May 28th. Um, so Saturday, May 28th. And I think that that's another thing, to, and I sort of alluded back to the eclipses a few moments ago. Um, Venus is the ruler of the North Node. We have the North Node of the Moon. North Node is part of the, the lunar nodes. North Node, South Node, they make eclipses happen. And they are also sort of this bigger collective karmic arc for everybody um, that we're, we're working through right now. And so Venus is going into the sign, the North Node, which means that it's activating the energy of the eclipses. So it gives strength to these eclipses that happened on November 19th of 2021, and even the Taurus solar eclipse of April 30th of 2022. This thing about eclipses, it could have happened six months ago, but that, so the moment in time is still uh, alive. Maybe it doesn't have as much charge and power as it did six months ago, but it's still part of this eclipse story that's been unfolding um, since the end of last year, if not actually 2018, 2019, because that's when Uranus went to Taurus. So Venus is going into its own sign. You know, we have Mar we'll have Mars in its own sign. We'll have Venus in its own sign. You know, when Mercury gets out of retrograde and goes into Gemini, Mercury will be in its own sign. But Venus's value and worth, Venus, you know, is sort of the counter to the Im impetuousness and the individuality of, of Aries. Um, it says that, wait, hang on, you can't do things alone. You have to think about other people. You have to learn to negotiate. You have to learn to weigh... Uh, uh, to, to, to weigh consensus, uh, you need to do things with other people. It can't always be I. You know, that's the thing about astrology that teaches us about balance. It can't be so much about the self, Aries, that we lose out on our connection to other people and, and the needs of other people. Libra, which is the other sign that's opposite of Aries. So Taurus, on the other hand, Venus rules Taurus, Venus rules Libra, Venus is going to Taurus. It's back to that energy of sensuality and connection and stability and security. But it's also picking up on this larger story of the eclipses, which is this is a time where collectively we need to really focus on the things that are going to make us feel safe and secure. Focusing on real, our relationship with money and value and real resource, the cost of things, sort of the value of ourselves, the price that we that we put on stability and security, but also our relationship with sensu sensuality, with pleasure, with our bodies. You know, Taurus is such a sensual and tactile uh, sign. And then Venus sort of talks about the fertility of life. So it's sort of returning to its own sign, this sort of this time of, you know, enjoying good food, enjoying the creature comforts, enjoying the, the sort of the beauty, you know, the physical beauty of life. But again, it's going to activate all those eclipses. And I'm sure we'll have more to talk about next week as Venus starts to sort of activate, activate, activate. English heart, activate those eclipses um, that didn't not just happened, but the, the eclipses that will happen in October and um, November of 2022. That's the thing. 
eclipses can activate, sorry, planets can activate eclipse energy, and that's maybe even um, six months off. That's sort of the sort of the crazy thing about eclipses and time. So those are the big things that are happening this week. Like I said, it's Gemini season. Mars is going into Aries, really you know changing up a lot of the the tenor of things, and then we have Venus going into. Taurus, which is sort of playing counter and telling us to slow down, you know, don't rush too too fast, smell the roses, it doesn't have to be right now, it can be at least, you know, maybe an hour or at least tomorrow. So that's why I said, you know, it's, we don't always have that sort of really intense singularity with astrology, we always have other things that are playing off of it and giving us a different perspective and slowing us down so we don't move too fast but at the same time, really inspiring us to be courageous, to take action and, and to move forward in something that maybe um, a long time coming needs to move forward on. So let's look at um, what Mars and Aries means for each of the 12 signs, um, starting with Aries. So Mars, Aries, uh, Mars returns back to its home sign, which means it returns to you. This is so, you know, go back. Where were you in May, June of 2020? I mean, it was kind of an interesting time. So Mars has completed its two-year cycle. It's returned back to its own sign. As a result, and this is sort of to give you a compare and contrast, you know, Mars has been in Pisces for the last um, five, six weeks since April 14th. From April 14th until May 24th, you needed to go inward. You kind of came to the end of a, of a big personal cycle. You reflect, um, go within, um, shed the past, shed your attachments, uh, search yourself for truth and wisdom and answers, all in preparation for a new life, a new cycle. So when Mars is in its own sign, you sort of get this, you know, energy, you feel energized, you want to move forward, you want it to rush you sort of that sort of Aries impetuousness and impatience might even come up as well but also braver and courage. So maybe you're finally feeling like you're getting your, your energy back after the last five, six weeks. Maybe you're rushing forward on something. Um, but this is sort of giving you a lot of energy, as I was saying. And then, of course, it's Gemini season, and Gemini is your third sign. So you're having a lot of energy that's happening between your first and your third. So you've got a lot of things to say. Um, maybe life isn't so uh, quiet right now. Maybe you're moving, maybe you're traveling, maybe you're you're taking classes, maybe you're chit-chatting, maybe you're just saying the things that you need to say. But with Mercury Retrograde, again, really look to these larger themes about value and choice and the value of the choices that you're making. And maybe it's okay to slow down, especially as Venus goes into Taurus later this week. Um, Taurus. So Venus is your planet. And so later this week on the 28th of May, Venus returns back home. So this is sort of giving you this boost. You feel very Taurian and you want to graze, you want to enjoy life, you want to enjoy good food, pleasure, sensuality. It's about stability and security in your life, but it's also this sort of personal rebirth that you get every year when Venus returns back to its sign. So pay attention to what's going on. You know, you've had the last few weeks, Venus has been in Aries. It's really sort of forced you in a way to go within, and maybe that's a segue to Mars going into Aries on the 24th of May. It's going into what's called your 12th. And Mars in the 12th, very typical over the next five, six weeks, you can't move as fast. You need to, to rest, you need to recharge. You've been through a lot of things, Taurus, not just recently with the eclipses, April, May, but even going back over the last few years. And I think there's a bit of a, a time when you need to search your soul, and then certainly this is your time, Taurus, to rest, to look within, again, to search search your soul. Um, and it's very stereotypical with the astrology that you just kind of don't have as much energy. 
it's sort of the, this interesting duality that's happening. On one hand, you have the strength of Venus in your sign, but the other side, you have Mars sort of pulling you back at the same time. Um, but Venus will activate the eclipse energy. Remember, we've been talking about this for a while. There's a couple of things that are really important this year, Taurus. On one hand, this is about being at a crossroads, you know, really you know, powerful things being highlighted in your, in your life, important things, relationships, you, new beginnings. But these are new beginnings that have their seeds and some powerful new beginnings that began in 2018, 2019 when Uranus went into Taurus. So this is a time of reinventing yourself, but maybe, you know, you have to do that release work over the next five, six weeks to prepare you when Mars does go into Taurus, I believe it's July 5th, um, Mars goes into Taurus and really activates a brand new cycle in time for you. But it is Gemini season. Gemini season is about, um, uh, gathering uh you know this thing like gemini is taurus's second sign taurus is the second sign we always think about gemini having this connection to taurus but nevertheless you know taurus does have that necessity to accumulate so maybe you're buying things maybe you're enjoying things maybe you're enjoying everything maybe you're investing maybe you're thinking about money and income but on the other hand this is a time just in general taurus for you to recuperate to rest, repair, to go within, and and hopefully see um, some deeper wisdom in some of the things that you've been going through. Um, Gemini, happy birthday, Gemini. Um, the sun returned to your sign late last week, so it's a new season, it's a new personal year for you. So here's the thing that you need to know, Gemini. Your planet, Mercury, is currently retrograde. So as you know, being a Gemini, that's pretty standard stuff that happens every three, four, every three months. Venus, go, or not Venus, uh, Mercury goes retrograde. But it's retrograding in your 12th. So maybe, especially if your birthday's in the first couple of weeks of Gemini season, you're in a little bit of a reflective mood. You're, you're like, you know, what does this all mean? Where am I going? Um, what's the meaning of life? What's the meaning of all these experiences that I've been through? And I think that's at the core of a lot of the experience of Gemini right now. It is so existential. You're really trying to figure out what you believe in and what you stand for. But at the same time, especially with Mercury in your 12th, you need to detach from the things, whether it's on a mental level, an emotional level, spiritual level, physical level, that are just not going to support you in this next uh, chapter of your life, this next personal year of your life. Um, Mercury will return to Gemini I, uh, sometime in June. I think it's like the middle of June. But for the for now, you know, it is a little bit of the soul searching. And with that said, with Mars going into Aries, um, this is a time that's about community, friends, um, your social circle, your social network. Who are your friends? Uh, needing to renew friendship, strengthen friendship, deal with friendship. Sometimes Mars puts things right there in front of our face, but it is a time for you to feel really motivated and, and inspired to create a sense of community in your life right now, to have strong group connections or even to have strong allies. Um, with Venus going into Taurus, uh, Taurus being your... Um, your 12th sign sort of adds to this time of really looking at the spiritual value of things. So on one hand, a lot of things are happening right now, Gemini, but on the other hand, a lot of things are happening on an internal level. Um, cancer. So Cancer, um, Gemini season for you is what's called your 11th sign. Is that right? I feel like I'm not doing the astrology right. Um, wait, Cancer. No, it's your 12th sign. So yeah, sometimes this is like, feels like I'm dancing backwards. But yeah, so Cancer is your 12th sign. So the sun coming to the end of your personal zodiac sign says that you've sort of reached the end of your year. It's time to reflect. It's time to go in. This happens every time. You know, this is why sometimes people get birthday blues because they get, you know, that sort of 
the few weeks before their birthday, it's like they're really thinking about the deeper existential questions because your son's going through your 12th house. So rest, reflect, you know, really sort through the experiences of the last um, 12 months. And I, and I think, you know, you've heard me talk about this in previous weeks, you know, you've had Saturn in your eighth. So this has just been a little bit of a heavier time in your life, Cancer. So I think that that's where a lot of the soul searching and the rest is happening right now. That said, Mars is going into Aries, and Mars is what's called your career sign. So your professional life gets a big boost over the next five, six weeks. A few things may happen. You know, maybe you're getting the bravery and courage to make a job switch, a job change, a career change. You know, maybe Mars is really giving you the power and drive to go after your ambitions. Um, to really think about, you know, where is it that I'm headed? You know, where, what, what's, um, what's going on for the future? Uh, what are my ambitions? But I didn't say that already. <clears throat> Throat chakra. So use Mars wisely. You know, if you need to get new work, if you need to make a pivot, um, Mars is certainly going to give you the power and drive and energy to do so. Um, maybe there's a lot of things happening in your professional life. Maybe you're in the spotlight, and, but also this is an area of the chart that talks about duties and responsibilities. And as a result, you are very busy um, in your professional life and very busy with duties and responsibilities over the next uh, five, six weeks. So you may be very busy um, as you go into the very beginning of July. And it's not, probably not the best time to take a vacation, Cancer, I'm just being honest. Um, but certainly your professional life is heating up. And then there's Venus. And so Venus goes into Taurus and um, Taurus is your 11th sign. And the 11th sign talks about friendship and community and group connection. But in that sort of this area, Cancer, that's been seeing a larger uh, shift and change over the last few years. And so maybe this is a time where new friends come in, new community, new, new group connections, and maybe to you know sort of play off some of the things about career. It's a really perfect time for you, Cancer, to do networking in your professional life. Um, reach out to colleagues, reach out to people who are sort of in your industry. Um, think about, you know, especially if you're, you need to get a new line of work, like how other people are gonna help open doors for you. Um, Leo. So Leo, how are you doing? You had a few eclipses in your sign. You had a solar eclipse back on April 30th. Not in, you're not a, you know, you're Leo. These eclipses weren't in Leo, but they were in your 10th sign of career. And then you had a lunar eclipse in Scorpio, which is your, for, for your sign of home and family. So home and family are really in the spotlight right now. And maybe you're really thinking about like, where is home? Who is home? Roots and foundations. And maybe a lot of deep um, memories or feelings are coming up at this time. But that said, you know, you know, focusing on Mars, Leo, you know, Mars is going to Aries and Aries is something called your ninth sign. So the next five, six weeks on, on one level could be a time of travel, certainly long distance travel, um, foreign travel, this sort of travel as a sense of grand adventure and need to seek and explore out in the world. Um, even if you can't travel, uh, this is a time for you to look outside of yourself. I mean, the, the role of this part of your chart, certainly with Mars in this part of your chart, is to sort of look beyond yourself, look beyond the smallness of yourself and to look out in the world. On another hand, this is a time of education and education can come in a lot of different forms. It can be literally education, going back to school, classes, more like higher education or specialized learning because a sense of needing to have wisdom and knowledge in this part of the chart and on that level like you know maybe this is a time you are really thinking about what makes you knowledgeable where have you accumulated wisdom but this chart part of the chart also talks about convictions truth right and wrong justice law you know, the sense that we all have some sort of moral compass or inner compass, the sense of like, you know, I shouldn't do this, I should do this. And maybe you have a really strong sense of, you know, what you believe in at this time, what you believe is right and wrong. And maybe you're having to really stand up for what you believe in. 
The other side of things is that Venus, your career planet, goes back into Taurus, uh, returns to Taurus after a year, and is really renewing your professional life, sort of putting a bit of a spotlight on you at this time, but it's also activating eclipse energy. And over the next few weeks, as we get into June, Venus is going to pick up on the solar eclipse degree of April 30th. It's gonna pick up on eclipse degrees from October and November of this year. So we're gonna have a link to later this year, even though later this year hasn't happened yet. It's kind of crazy like that. Um, but yeah, that's where Venus is happening. And, um, you know, again, this continues to be a, a big uh, crossroads time for you, Leo. But that Mars and Jupiter conjunction on the 29th of May is really talking about faith. And faith is not necessarily a religious concept. It's, it's sort of that sense of like, that inspiration to, to go beyond ourselves, or our inspiration to go towards something, even when we don't know if it's going to work out. So there you go, Leo. Um, Virgo. So Virgo, where's all the action happening? You know, Mars is going, is leaving your seventh, where it's been since April 14th, where relationships were really highlighted over the last uh, five, six weeks. And now it's going into your eighth. So some of you have heard me talk about the eighth. Um, the eighth sign in the astrology chart, for me, it serves a very important function. It's a, it's a time when you have to face yourself. It's sort of this window of time in your personal astrology where you have to go deep. You have to see what's inside yourself. So you're going into the deepest parts of yourself, Virgo, and you know, maybe go back and look at some of the emotions and feelings and themes of May and June of 2020. Not that it's going to be an exact copy of that time, but this is the time for you to get uncomfortable. And I mean that in the best possible way. Intimacy, vulnerability, the psyche, um, the type of work that we do with a therapist or somebody who helps us with our personal transformation or awakening. We need this time in the eighth because it's sort of the necessary um, push and pull that allows real true growth to happen. Otherwise, everything is just even keel, balance, everything's the same, nothing, you know, nothing to... So there you go. I mean, like Mars is going to really also speak to these deeper themes about money and income and finance and sort of planning for the future, finance, wealth debt. Um, this part of the chart is as much about finances as it is about the psyche. And so you are sort of looking at the, your financial picture as you go through the next five, six weeks. But Venus is also going into Taurus and it's picking up on this larger theme for you, Virgo, which is about truth and faith and convictions. And I think this larger story that's been happening over the last uh, three, four years where Virgo has had to really open its eyes to the world. Of course, every Virgo is going to live this differently, but opening your eyes to the world can mean going back to school. It can mean travel. It can mean um, reading about philosophies and different points of view and sort of getting curious. And I think that that's sort of the push at this time for Virgo is to sort of get out of sometimes the ruts and thinking and patterns and things that sometimes Virgo can get into because it's, it's an earth sign. Um, but Mercury is your planet, it is retrograde. It'll be retrograde into the beginning of June. So this is a time for you to reflect, go within, weigh your options, um, discern, look at yourself, look at the choices that you're making. But since Mercury is in your ninth, look at sort of the things that you believe are true and question if they are true. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. Libra. So Libra, Mars is going into what's called your seventh sign. The seventh sign is about relationships, people, other people, socialization. But the importance of the seventh sign is to be a counterbalance to the self and the I. We can't live in a world where it's all about what we want. It's probably going, we're probably going to come across as jerks after a while, but Mars is really inspiring you to connect with other people, which is actually something that's very um, natural for Libra. So this is a time where over the next, <clears throat> excuse me, 
over the next um, six weeks, five, six weeks, it is about other people. It's about maybe the start of a new relationship. I'm going to try to <clears throat> clear my throat, get my voice back. Um, start of a new relationship. Um, needing to renew an existing relationship. Mars being Mars, maybe you need to um, really deal with something in a relationship. That's the thing. Mars isn't known for its diplomacy. Um, Mars says we're gonna we're gonna deal with this. So if there's been something that's been sort of simmering behind the um, behind the scenes or on, you know that's gonna possibly come to a I'm trying not to lose my voice. <clears throat> trying to come to a full boil at this time. But Mars in uh, Aries is really uh, pushing on some buttons. That's kind of what Mars does. So you can sort of talking about new seasons, going in a new direction. And then Venus goes into Taurus. So for you, Libra, um, this is a time when you've been doing a lot of what's called eighth house work, eighth room work, eighth sign work really facing yourself, looking at your inner saboteur, looking at the parts of yourself that are maybe working against you. But that said, Venus sort of gives strength to this sort of deeper revelation that you've been doing, this deeper work that you've been doing. On a more pragmatic level, um, this is a time about intimacy and vulnerability, intimacy and vulnerability and partnership and relationship. The discomfort that we need to have because a relationship sort of makes us re-examine who we are and how we do things and how we work and operate. Um, but Venus is going into the eighth and it also highlights money and income and material stability over the next five, six weeks. And Venus is your planet. So especially as we get into June when Venus makes something called a conjunction to uh, Uranus, this is a time of some sort of deeper rebirth and awakening. Uh, Libra but um, that said um, this is sort of a sort of a bigger time in your personal astrology this is the first time ours is back in Aries since May June of 2020 um, so this is sort of looking at the the interrelationship between relationships and intimacy and vulnerability and really being able to open up to somebody Scorpio. So how you doing, Scorpio? We've been talking about this the past few weeks. And Scorpio, you are a fixed sign, and the fixed signs are not so fixed at the moment. Scorpio, you are part of a cohort of, of signs, you know, Leo, Taurus, Scorpio, Aquarius, where a lot of astrology is happening right now. And your job, typically, Scorpio, is to hold things down. It's to not let things change, which is ironic because you're, you're supposed to be the sign of change. And I think that's the, the deep irony about Scorpio as a sign is it actually doesn't want change. It just wants change when it can control it. Um, but Scorpio right now is having to learn that it can't be the boss of everything. You know, there's so much going on in Scorpio's relationship sign. All relationships. It's about new people coming into your life, new people who are very different than the past. These are people that perhaps challenge you in a good way to open up, to not always be so protected and guarded or not try to be so controlling, to maybe even let go of control a little bit. And maybe even this is about new romantic relationship coming into your life, especially as Venus comes into Taurus um, on the 29th of May, 28th of May. But Venus is going to give strength to these eclipses that have been bouncing back and forth between Taurus and Scorpio. So you had a lunar eclipse in, in Scorpio last week. You were in the spotlight Scorpio last week. So big things are happening in your life. It doesn't mean it had to happen last week. But you will have moments throughout the next few months where you keep returning back to the eclipse that we had on May 16th. In Scorpio, it's part of the larger story about you and other people, new beginnings, and sort of reorienting your life, and possibly even reorienting your life in a powerful way. Now, your planet Mars has been in Pisces for the last, uh, you know, since April 14th. So it's been about self-expression, creativity, identity, play, really even searching to get to the core of who you really are. Mars is going to go into Aries this week on May 24th. And so typically Mars and Aries, you're a little bit of a workaholic Scorpio. You got energy. 
make sure this energy has an outlet. And typically Mars is a very physical planet, even though Scorpio, you're a water sign. And the water signs are sort of known about being more about the emotionality of life. But Mars in Aries means you have to get physical. Physical means you know, could be organizing your physical environment, cleaning your physical environment, purifying your physical environment. This can mean going to the gym, going for a walk, really renewing your relationship with your body, your health, your wellness. But the six is also a place that is about work and projects. And it's very typical when Mars gets to this part of the chart that you just work a lot. And this, you know, maybe you don't know the Scorpio, but you do have a reputation as a sign for being a bit of a workaholic. And that's because Aries is your sixth sign. And that's the thing, you're gonna have, you're gonna be really hyper-focused on a project. And so this is why I said, give this energy an outlet. Start a project, start an initiative do something with your professional life or your work um, because you're going to have all this energy and it needs a place to go because that's the thing when when mars doesn't have a channel it gets very cranky it tries to um, control other parts of one's life but um, that's where a lot of the focus is right now and then you have venus in your relationship sign so it's really about relationships it's about you it's about work and health and projects but even sort of the, sometimes the power dynamics that happen between you and other people you know, when mars is in the six you're in the position of being the servant or, or of service i know the word servant sort of can kind of hit a button and maybe you know if it does hit a button like where do you sometimes are not of service to somebody you are their servant so they're sort of looking at the power dynamics in a relationship, all relationships at this time. But Gemini season for you, um, it is a time when the sun is in what's called your eighth and you are the eighth sign. So this is a time when you are feeling deep emotions, you're sort of going into that space in your astrology where you have to face yourself, test yourself, weigh your options and weigh the choices that you're making, Scorpio. Sagittarius, um, Sag. So you've got a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, Jupiter is your planet and Jupiter went into Aries back on May 13th. So Aries for you is your fifth sign. So much about the self, individuality, self-expression, play, um, even the romance of life. And Mars joining Jupiter, your planet, sort of gives you all this sort of creative energy, fire, passion. And the thing is, and we don't always think about this, is how in intrinsic passion is to life. You don't have that power, I'm sorry, that passion and that spark, you don't have life. So maybe this is a time for you to get that flame back, get that spark back, Sagittarius. Um, Venus is going into something called your sixth sign. So that's where uh, Uranus has been over the last few years, and that's where the eclipses have been really focusing on your physical body, your physical life, your relationship with both those things. And I think for a lot of Sages, of course, this can be different. Um, there's been a, a shift and awakening um, with your either your health, how you take care of your body, or even how you inhabit your body. That's the thing. Sometimes we're so much, um, you know, especially you, Sag, you're kind of heady, you're, you're fire signs about wisdom and ideas but you have to really be begin to come fully into your in, into your body um so really pay attention to those things and i will say the uh, mercury is a important player in your astrology it is retrograde so maybe you have to sort of recalibrate things in your professional life or recalibrate something in a relationship and then when mercury goes direct in um, early june you can sort of get some forward movement on those two areas of your life Capricorn. Um, Capricorn. So Saturn's your planet, and I know it's still kind of hanging out in um, Aquarius, which is your sign of money and income. It's so much about money and income and value, material worth and stability, and even investments um, at this time. Um, I would just sort of saying this, put this on your radar, your planet Saturn is going to turn retrograde on June 4th. It's retrogrades are not a bad thing. It's just a time to pull in instead of push out reflect instead of you know move forward um but that said gemini season for you uh capricorn 
is about, you know, your health, your wellness, how you take care of your body, sort of the practice and, and, and the detail and the organization. And you're probably going to be very busy during this time because Gemini is a, is a busy energy. Uh, but that said, Mars is going into Aries and Aries is your fourth sign. So over the next five, six weeks, you may move. You may There may be a change in your household. Somebody moves in, somebody moves out. It's about the past, it's about home, it's about stability, emotional stability. And maybe a lot of deep emotions are coming up because sometimes when Mars gets into this part of the chart and we are not getting our needs met, we get very cranky. So just sort of keep that in mind, Capricorn, in case you're getting a little bit cranky. But it's quite possible you've seen a lot of shifts in your family and shifts in your household, in your home environment. Like I said, it's very typical for somebody to move. Uh, but Venus is going into your fifth, and the fifth sign is about... Um, it's about yourself, your self-expression. And remember, Capricorn, talking about this, this is a time for you to really discover exactly who you are. Aquarius. Um, Aquarius. So fixed sign, a lot of things happening in the fixed signs at the moment, and a lot of that energy is concentrated on your professional life, the direction, the duties and responsibilities that you carry versus your home life, your inner life, your home, your, um, your household. And really seeing a lot of shifts in those things over the last few years. Um, maybe you are thinking about a move, Aquarius. Maybe that move is internal. It's not physical. But that said, Mars is going into Aries. And Aries is your third sign. And the third sign is about the curiosity of life. It's ideas, information, it's about movement, travel. And you're probably going to be very busy over the next five, six weeks. You probably even will have a lot to say and maybe even say quite quickly. Um, but that said, Venus is moving into the fourth, same sign as the eclipses that we've been having, same sign as Uranus. So really pay attention to next week, the week after, the week after that, because Venus is really activating this eclipse story about changes, internal changes, and also reawakenings. Pisces. So here we are, we're at the end of the zodiac, and Mars has been in your sign since April 14th. So you've had the sort of strength of Mars with you, but Mars is sort of preparing to leave. What have you learned? What sort of new, new courages, new strengths, new actions have you made over the last few weeks? Mars going into the second sign means that over the next five, six weeks, it's about money, income, material stability, making money, um, spending money. And so this is a time when that area of your life is, is seeing a lot of movement. Now, Jupiter is there right now. And so maybe you already are thinking about money and sort of, you know, how do you get more of it? Or maybe, you know, Jupiter being Jupiter, sometimes we have that windfall. We make more money than we typically do. But this is a time for you to really think about value and worth, and even if it's your own value and worth. Um, that said, Venus is going into Taurus. Uh, Taurus is what's called your third sign. And this is activating a story that we've been talking about over many weeks. Um, your voice, how you use your voice. And I've said this over and over again. Voice is two things. It's the words out of your mouth but it's also the energy behind those words. How do you allow yourself to transmit yourself so that people can know you, feel you? It doesn't matter what words you're using. It's like they, it matches you. It's not somebody else's words, not somebody else's choices. So this is a time, Pisces, for you to be heard in your own way. Um, but that said, you, do, you are having the eclipses that also talk about like what do you believe in, what do you stand for, what's your truth, maybe even shifting old beliefs um but that said you know jupiter you know, your planet it did make that change back on may 13th you know you, you did start this new big story back on may uh, 13th so sort of between now and the end of october it's so much about these new beginnings and especially when mars comes up to your jupiter on on the 29th of may really having the courage and motivation to set off in a new direction if you haven't already um, but mercury is an important player in your astrology pisces and mercury it's retrograde it'll be retrograde until the beginning of june i think it's june 
third. Um, so sort of relationships, that's right, relationships and your home environment, those are areas where it's sort of pulling back instead of pushing out, you need to reevaluate instead of making um, some decisions. But um, there's your look at the, um, the, 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 the astrology of May 24th through 29th, 2022. Sorry, like I said, I woke up at 4 a.m. Um, but we made it. We're nearly at the end of the hour, and I really thank you all for your support and your watching, whether you watch live, whether you're watching the replay. Um, you know, again, my name is Katie Sweetman, and this has been Empowering Astrology. You can follow me online at empoweringastrology.com. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Spotify. I know many of you watch in different places, but you know, you can sign up for my newsletter, you can book a consultation with me. And um, also, um, you know, join me every week as you do. But I do appreciate you and I thank you all and I wish you all a wonderful week and we will talk again next week. Take care. Bye. Mm -hmm.